0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi folks, thanks again for joining us on our show today, and I'm glad you're listening, and I hope that your day is filled with the glory of God. I am again on uh, an Alaskan cruise with uh, Convoy of Hope Mission, and we are learning a lot about humanitarian needs, Christian humanitarian needs across the nation that is changing lives. And I've run into a man that we've struck up a friendship here, and his name is Todd Elliott, he is a pastor of a large church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and and God is using him and his wife, Stacy mightily, and we got talking about a lot of issues, and we talked some yesterday, and we're going to talk a little today, and I'm going to move into them. We're going to talk a little sports today, too. So, Todd, thanks for joining me again. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great to have you on, because you told me that you had a uh, desire to do sports broadcasting or something years ago.
1: Yeah, when I was growing up, I was always interested in sports. Of course, a lot a lot of kids played sports, but I knew that I was never going to have the, the body <laughs> uh, to you know do sports in high school or college or anything like that. So I wanted to still be involved. And so when I would watch sports events on television, I was always paying attention to the broadcasters. You know, people Bob Costas was my favorite, but also like Al Michaels, Brent Musburger, Dick Enberg, you know, guys like that. And, um, so I would, you know, my dad would be wanting to fix a car or a boat or something when I was growing up in Florida and I never wanted to do that. I just wanted to watch sports on television. So I gravitated towards, you know, opening up the paper at that time and looking at the box scores and looking at the, you know, stories and so forth and just dreaming about being able to be on the television or radio or broadcasting the Super Bowl. And so when I was 13 years old, um, that was kind of the direction that I was headed with my life and was doing things in high school. And then in, I went to the University of Florida and was in the telecommunications uh, major there and was on the radio, and was on uh, television. But it was the last semester that I was at Florida that I really felt like God said, I want your life to be about more than telling people the score of a ball game. And so I decided at that point to go into ministry. Didn't know what direction that was going to take uh, specifically, uh, but I knew that was where it was going to go. And really, I felt like God... Kind of took away the desire to be a sportscaster at that time, which was amazing because, like I said, I had been wanting to do that since I was pretty small. And um, but the love of sports and even you know being involved in broadcasting has never fully left me. Uh, So this is a great opportunity to talk with you on the radio about sports.
0: Well, it certainly is, and I'm hoping that as we've talked uh, off the air that over the course of the year dealing with football coming up you have a great contact with sec right and uh, you know of course i'm here in the mountain west and, and right. in the west and the pac-12 and mm-hmm. i thought we could have some pretty good conversations yeah. and and see where that goes and we can get on the sports show too we can we can actually do what we want to do but you know the great thing about sports is in my ministry it's been huge i was able to coach for the first about 20 years in my ministry end up coaching mm-hmm. varsity basketball and i coached girls basketball and, and boys football and and, and was able to minister to a lot of people because of that, and mm. I'm I'm very grateful for the sports opportunity that God has given me. And so it is a forum, and so I have some people sometimes in my church say, well, "You always use sports examples." I said, "Well, that's my life. Yeah, that was my background. That's what I know." And and you know, it's uh, and it, and it means a lot to me. But I try to do it in a way that's uh, you know helps also change lives. But I certainly have an interest. So tell me, Todd, uh, what when we I want to talk a little sports here for a second? Who is uh, your favorite college football team
1: oh that's easily the Florida Gators I went to University of Florida starting in 1988 and graduated in December of 92 so when I I was there Emmett Smith was the running back for the football team are you that old? I am I (laughs) saw him on the on campus a couple of times and but then we had this uh, up-and-coming coach called Steve Spurrier that started coming there when I was there in in 1990 And so it was the perfect time because I was starting my time with the radio station when he came uh, to Florida. And that just took our team, of course, on a rocket ride, you know, winning SEC titles and eventually the national title. Unfortunately, that was after I had left school. but, um, But still, I'm a diehard, you know, Florida
0: Gator fan. In my office, I have a picture of a uh, big, big picture uh, framed of Tim Tebow uh, mm. doing, doing the Tebow prayer. Oh wow! Tebow and, you know, yeah, and when he well, was in the Denver Rock, uh, Denver uh, Broncos, Broncos uh, right. uniform, and it was just an awesome picture. And I, yeah, I just love how he because he always stands up for the things of God. I mean, he just yeah. always does.
1: He does. It seems like he does always say the right thing and do right. the right thing. He's so giving and so generous, and he has used his platform very well. Amazing. Uh, he's been an, and really he and I. Say this really with all sincerity he's been a, a role
0: model for me even though he's younger than me you know but he's just so inspiring in how he conducts his life oh he certainly is and now your wife you told me she's from kentucky so she's in basketball she's a big wildcat she's fan. a big kentucky Wild ba- wildcat basketball fan she never missed a game when she uh, a home
1: game at least when she was at kentucky and she one time was doing a student teaching for part of her major in england and she had to You know, get up really early in the morning to try and hear a Final Four at one point. So she's diehard. So when that comes around, she's not so much into football. She kind of concedes that Kentucky's not going to beat us. I think we've beaten them 28 straight times in football. (laughs) But basketball's a different story. And so we, you know, at least twice a year, if we play each other twice a year, we have a little civil war in our home, and our kids are kind of divided who they like. Uh, But that's a lot of fun.
0: Well, you also have a son that is very big in the NBA. Yeah, my
1: son Kyle, and he's the he's the one part of the family that, that does like the Gator. so he's he's with me. But he has taken a real liking to basketball, in particular the NBA. And so uh, at some point I'd love to get him on and be able to talk uh, a little NBA basketball because he's, he's like me when I was young, but he just dove into one sport where he really knows the ins and outs. He could probably tell you the starting five on every NBA
0: team. Boy, that was my little boy before he passed. He, he hmm. just... He, he was a huge Chicago Bulls fan. Mm. He loved Mike, his, Michael, uh, Michael Jordan. Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and, yeah. he, and he made me do the starting lineups. And he'd run out and dunk, you know. <laughs> and I'd, I'd always have to say it just right. I'd have to use the center's name just right. I'd say, and it's the man in the middle from San Francisco, Bill Cartwright. Yeah. If I didn't say it right, Dad, you got to say that right, you know. <laughs> I never forget that. But, yeah, we'll have your son on this, uh, this uh, fall when basketball starts and begins, and we can uh, talk some basketball with him, too, and, and uh, like I said, just kind of mix that together.
1: Yeah, he started his own podcast. Yeah, he's he's only done it twice so far, but you know, with with the internet the way it is, you can kind of get your voice out there and get your message out there. So he's that is he's, awesome. he's just starting that, and it's it's a lot of fun that just to see great. him at the beginning of his career. So
0: tell me this: What do you think in the SEC this year in football? I mean, well, here we are now in, in uh, last of June, sure. but uh, first this will actually be, this will record middle of July. But right,
1: well, of course, that always is going to begin and end with Alabama. You yes. know, they are clearly the, the Cadillac of the league, Cadillac of the nation. I mean, they've been rolling along so much. So it will be interesting first of me to see the decision that Nick Saban has between Jalen Hurts and Tua uh, Tangabailoa. Oh, yes. You know, yes. The, the young freshman that came in at the end of the game yes. uh, and won that game for them. I don't think if they had left Hurts in that they would have won I that think game. I agree. And so he's got a very difficult decision to make. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see that. But then over on the West there, you know, I, I still think Auburn is going to contend. They always give Alabama like a fight, and, Al- and, and that Iron Bowl can usually go either way, depending on you know, uh, how, the, how things are going at the end of the season, but I think Auburn's going to give them a fight. I don't expect much from uh, LSU. I'm, I'm not really I don't sure either. that Orgeron is going to be the guy that's going to give them yeah. long-term sustained success. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the new coach at Mississippi State does. Yep. Uh, but it's, it'll, he's a rookie coach, so usually in their first year, it's not going to be great. On the other side, clearly Georgia, Georgia. has it rolling. Yeah. I mean, Kirby Smart do. getting them into the final, uh, final game, uh, but then also just the recruiting classes that he's been able to bring in just so quickly it has been amazing to me. Um, and that's unfortunate because, you know, I'm a Florida Gator, and so Georgia's <laughs> our big rival, so I don't like to see that. But I am, I'll am i tell you what, I, Tom, I am very excited about Dan Mullen. I was not at first. When, when they were talking about coaching candidates, I was wanting the excitement of a Chip Kelly to yes, come. Yeah. But as I've really investigated that situation, I don't think that would have been a great fit. I don't think so And either. I think Mullen, yeah. because he was an offensive coordinator for Florida when mm. we won the national championship with Urban Meyer, He knows the expectations, and he knows the culture, and he has really reinvigorated the fan base. So I don't know that this first year he's going to have the talent to be able to compete with the Georgia just yet, but it's going to be coming soon. It's going to be coming soon. Uh, Tennessee, again, they're going to have a new coach, Jeremy Pruitt, coming from Alabama. A lot of people like to pluck people from Alabama and think they're going to get that same success. It hasn't not worked out that way, except for Kirby Smart. Yeah. Um, Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator for Alabama, and so he's done really well there, but that's about the only one. So,
0: I've kind of always liked the volunteers. I don't know why. I just – there's a yeah. certain – except I did not like them when uh, when Kiffin was there. Lane I'm Kiffin, yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people liked Lane Kiffin at
1: that time. I think he's – He's he, he's been abrasive in the past. I think he smoothed that a little bit, but he still got
0: that little swag to him. He kind of angered me. Well, hey, we're going to have a great time this fall. Uh, we'll we'll do a, maybe a sports spectacular and really hit the uh, football thing when mm-hmm. it comes up and you know, down the line here, which would be a lot of fun. Having yeah. your expertise from the east and I'll yeah. try to do the best I can from the west. Right? And maybe maybe you and I actually can have our own. Uh, we'll get ahead of it, and we'll have our own poll, and just okay. kind of say, "Hey, this is who this is who my top twenty is." And okay, that'd be a lot of fun. That would be. That'd be great. To see how, it's, but but anyway, hey, we're winding down to this cruise, and then, of course, we're in a room now. They're going to start doing a uh, a project in here, so we're going to have to get out of here. But we've got about a minute and a half left of the show, and but uh, I again, what a joy it's been meeting you, Todd, and yeah, and uh, and your wife Stacy, but more than that being able to hear about the convoy of hope mm-hmm. and the mission that God's doing across the nation across the world across mm-hmm. the world and changing lives mm-hmm. and empowering women teaching them to be leaders and teaching people agriculture how to how to feed people and, and of course feeding 187,000 people right. a day i mean you know one of the statistics that i heard on this cruise it, it blew me away
1: because it wasn't just a, a projection from convoy of hope but it was from people in the Government that they said that they now have figured out to, how to do things in agriculture that they really feel like they can end world hunger by the year 2030. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, that is something that people have been praying for for years and years and years, and they really feel like. And not just this panacea, you know, pie-in-the-sky thing, but they really feel like they can end it by 2030. Wouldn't that be awesome? I that mean, would be this fantastic. man
0: God be in the center of that. I'm, I am might be in heaven by then. That's a lot of ways away. You, you're a little younger than me, so you, yeah. you might still be hanging around. But, uh, but I certainly hope that happens. But Conval of Hope is changing the world. And, and this radio station going to hear something about it because I'm going to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, down the line probably in the next few months, maybe the next six months. I already know our church is going to do a big thing. Or mm-hmm. even though my church doesn't know that yet, except, for, <laughs> except those maybe those they're things. hearing about this for the first time. <laughs> yeah, they are. That could, yeah, this could cause some issues. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm just, I, I want to do something to help change the world. But Todd, we are out of time, okay. and I just so appreciate you being with me. And we will talk again in a couple months and uh, and and see how things are rolling. Sounds great, Tom. Okay, folks. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope your day is filled with the glory of God. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God.